0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Dark Haunting Histories and Ghosts. Today we are going to ask ourselves, is Belgium the most haunted country on Earth? A lot of experts think that it is. So Belgium has a really long and bloody history. For instance, it's had the 80 Years War, we've had World War I, uh, we've had World War II... We've had terrorist attacks there, so there is a lot of opportunity to have hauntings. Um, The Eighty Years' War, or the Dutch War of Independence, was a revolt of the 17 provinces of what are today called the Netherlands. During the Eighty Years' War, an estimated 600,000 to 700,000 people died. Starting in 1568 and lasting until 1648, it was the Spanish Catholics, the Spanish Habsburgs, against William of Orange and the Protestant Rebels. During what is called the Spanish Fury, it is said the Spanish attacked Antwerp and sacked and plundered the city. An estimated 18,000 people died during this attack. This is just one of the massacres that took place during this time frame. During World War I, nearly 18,000 people were killed in what was to be called the Rape of Belgium during German occupation of 1914. During the Battle of Field, between July 31st through November 12th, over 600,000 people died there as well. Field is also known as the Battle of Passchendaele, which took place in 1917. However, there is no way to know an exact death toll. A lot of bodies have still yet to be found, and a lot of German units did not keep accurate records of how many people were lost in each unit. The Battle of Passchendaele was bloody and dirty. Foul weather made trenches muddy, and the constant bombardment on both sides made them bloody as well. In between the enemy trenches, also called, called no man's land, the battlefield was flooded and the mud was so deep that if you got stuck there, there was a good chance you wouldn't be able to get back out. A few decades later, the Germans were back and would mercilessly slaughter 25,000 Belgian Jews. By the end of by the end there was an approximate total of 88,000 Belgians dead or 1.05% of Belgium, had died. Before the Second World War, Belgium was known for its many haunted locations already. In 1915, Elliot O'Donnell, the legendary Irish paranormal investigator and author, said, Belgium, for its size, can testify to having seen more homicides, more deeds of cruelty, and rapine than any other country in Europe. These include the evil acts of the black era of the Inquisition and many others committed in such secrecy that there were not if it were not for the grim visitants from the other world they would never be suspected of having taken place. O'Donnell was in Belgium during the First World War and collected stories from men fighting in the trenches during the Battle of Mons In August 1914, British soldiers reported to O'Donnell that they had seen the figure of an old woman in a bonnet and bright blue skirt, who reportedly got in their line of fire. One of the soldiers said, At first we thought she was a Belgian farm woman, but when she continued to move about under constant hail of bullets, some of which must have hit her, we realized she was nothing human. The soldier's comments were overheard by a sergeant who said, So you t- see her too, boys? It's my mother, who died 12 years ago, in her 82nd year. I believe she's come for me. As soon as the sergeant finished his sentence, he was struck and killed by shrapnel. The woman in blue did not appear again, and she did come to take her son home. Bloody Bruges is the capital city of the province of West Flanders. It is considered by many to be the most haunted city in the most haunted country on earth. Paranormal researchers have long noticed a strange trend. Every year during the second week of September, paranormal and psychic phenomena hits peak levels. It is suspected that it's due to the Spanish Inquisition and no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. The Spanish occupied Burges during this time, and remnants of old tunnels and underground dungeons can still be seen beneath some of its buildings. A Grand Inquisitor lived in a formal former hotel adjacent to the historic Van Schellen Café, and guests have reported seeing the presence of a thin, swarthy man with a pointed beard and a long, waxed moustache. Several guests have attempted to photograph the strange man, only to discover that he vanishes into thin air before his image can be captured. Others who have stayed at the hotel in the early 20th century reported waking up with strange bruises covering their bodies, and were occasionally kept awake by muffled tortured screams. On the River Meuse, approximately 90 kilometers or 56 miles to Americans, who like me, can't calculate the difference, even if it was to save our lives. Uh, I digress. 90 kilometers or 56 miles southeast of Brussels is the scenic city of Dinant. This area has been occupied since Neolithic times. By the year 870, the town already had a church and its own bishop, St. Perpete. During the Middle Ages, Dinant was burned to the ground during the Liege Wars, which were a series of rebellions by the prince, Prince Bishopric of Liege against expanding Burgundian state between 1465 and 1468, and 800 villagers were drowned in the river. It is also the scene of the Battle of Dinant in 1914, which saw over 5,000 German and French soldiers killed and nearly 700 Belgian civilians massacred. Of the many ghosts that are said to lurk here, the most famous is the Rider of Dinant. According to legend, the female Rider appears in a green riding coat, guiding her white horse on the road from Louvain to Moline. It is a spot long regarded as haunted. Stated Elliot O'Donnell in 1915, adding that the phantom has had a habit of spooking horses and dogs in the vicinity. O'Donnell also related the story of two female artists who were drawn to a pond in the woods by their golden retriever who had been behaving strangely. The dog directed their attention to a part of the pond where they saw what looked like a large sack half submerged in the water. The sack was writhing wildly, as if someone was inside and trying desperately to get out. One of the artists observed a white face scowling at them from behind a grove of trees, and this so frightened the women that they took off running. When they reached an end, they related their experience to the landlady at their hotel. Ah, it's a good thing you did not stay longer, or you would have seen something worse, she said. No one ever goes near that pond after dusk. That landlady explained that an old house had once stood near the pond, and every one of its owners had died under mysterious circumstances. The question I ask myself is why they did not reach out to the local authorities or to the police. What if it was somebody that needed help? What if it was a serial killer or something that could be explained? that I don't know. In the city of Moline, also known as Mechelen, was bombed by the Germans on August 30, 1914. Since that time, there have been countless reports of a peculiar ghost who is said to peer out of the windows upstairs in the house next to the Rumbold's Cathedral. It is the ghost of a deformed child, Inhabitants of the house have claimed to have heard a voice of the mother calling out the name Henry. Stranger still, this disembodied voice always seems to emanate from the chimney. Every September, those near the house claim to be able to hear a clock striking 13. At the castle of La roche en ordain, long ago, there lived a nobleman who had a lovely daughter named Bertha. The nobleman held a tournament where the winner would receive Bertha's hand in marriage, having proven their worthiness. The Count of Montague also took part in the tournament, even though he was engaged to the Countess Alex de Salm. He went about winning every match. Very full of himself and with no other opponent willing to face him, he was sure of his victory. That is, until a small childlike knight stepped into the arena. The count gave a bark of terrible laughter, and with a thundering of hooves from his battle steed, he stormed towards his feeble, feeble adversary. With marvelous dexterity, the small knight maneuvered his steed and avoided the count's collision. This happened over and over and over again. The count started to get terribly hot and the little knight reined back his steed, stopped and stood waiting provocatively. Taking advantage of the moment, the count sped up, the huge sword slicing through the air towards the reckless small knight. But already, the little knight was no longer there. The heavy count, carried by his inertia and weight, lost his balance and was unhorsed. With a loud crash, the count fell to the ground. The little knight lost no time and was there and inserted his fine blade of his light sword through the joint in the count's helmet and slit his throat with a single quick blow. Moments later, the jubilant father led the newlyweds to the nuptial chamber. The next morning, the father waited for the newlyweds wanting to witness and share their happiness. But as the day grew later, and later still, they did not appear. He went in search of them and knocked on their chamber door. He knocked again, but all in vain. When he got no response, he pushed open the door. He went inside and found the chamber empty and a window open. Fear clutching the father's throat and heart, he ran to the window where he looked down and saw the bodies of his daughter and the small knight. The small, mysterious knight was none other than the Countess Alex de The Countess had made a pact with the devil to take vengeance against the faithless Count and the beautiful Bertha de la Roche. To this day, the castle is said to be haunted by the disappointed trio. Now, you tell me, what's your opinions? Do you think Belgium is the most haunted country on earth? I can't answer that. I've heard a lot of scary stories from other countries and a lot of terrible battles have taken place. Please let me know on my new Twitter, I am going under the Twitter name Dark Haunting Histories and Ghosts. Look me up there and tell me what you think. And if you have any other ideas about, you know, stories that you might like me to look into or share, please, by all means, let me know. And if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, log into Buzzsprout. They have step-by-step instructions on how to make a podcast from beginning to end and a lot of great areas where they can help you get sponsors, they can get you affiliates, and put you on multiple different streaming platforms. I will link the Buzzsprout link below so that way you can get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up. Thank you for listening and I hope you come back soon. Be spooky, my friends.